The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again, and a welcome to another edition of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. I'm Todd Bloniars alongside Belmont head football coach Ian Cuman. want to remind all of our listeners, these are weekly sit-downs with Coach Q, and they are interactive. So if you have any questions for the coach, you can log on to Twitter, use the hashtag Q's for Q. I just checked it a few moments ago. No questions yet, but uh, <laughs> certainly I have plenty of questions uh, for the coach this week. Uh, you can also uh, follow Coach Q on Twitter at Q underscore coach, as well as BHS football. That is at Marauder F-Ball. You can also follow Time Out for Sports Talk on Twitter at TOSTBMC is our handle. You can find the links there to these shows every week during the football season. Links are also posted on the TOST Facebook page where you can become a fan. Just search Time Out for sports talk and uh, well speaking of uh, twitter and social media let's go to uh, let's go to that uh, q underscore coach uh, <laughs> to start you off here coach because you actually uh, uh, first of all hello 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 good hello. welcome good, back. Good to be back thank you <laughs> Thank you. Always good to have you back. And, yeah, speaking of uh, social media and what you tweeted uh, in the aftermath of the Woburn game, uh, one game didn't make the season when we won, doesn't make it when we lose. Same process, learn and get better, hashtag family. And I guess that probably sums up the uh, the 28-7 uh, game at uh, Woburn fairly well. I guess my initial thought in that game was it really looked like Woburn controlled both sides on the line of scrimmage because uh, they got the they seemed like they were getting the push on the offensive side and uh, defensively you know they were in your backfield an awful lot every time you were trying to get a play going you, you know you're having trouble just getting to the line of scrimmage and uh, I think there was very little in the way of yards after catch uh, anytime your receivers caught anything yeah um, you know it was uh it was <laughs> it was just not a very good football game on our part you know um, credit to Woburn they did enough to win that game you know I don't I don't look at that and, and see that as, to be perfectly honest, as them dominating us. I think we dominated ourselves. <laughs> you know, I think we really, really gave them uh, opportunities to do things that shouldn't have been there. It was, you know, looking at the film, <clears throat> and, and we have to take this obviously on the chin as coaches first and foremost. It was a poor execution game. You know, I, I messaged the team that I think on about 95% of our cut offensively and defensively, there's, there's a at least one player doing something that he's not supposed to do or that he's not taught to do. And, um, and that creates, uh, uh, obviously creates some issue. Uh, our offensive line execution was poor. Um, our running backs were chipping things to the outside that shouldn't have chipped to the outside because that's what worked for Framingham, and we knew that going into Framingham because they're kind of pin crash defense, and Woburn wasn't doing as much of that. Um, you know, we had <clears throat> some call execution errors. We had a wide receiver on a third and short run the wrong route and run a naked hitch which we don't even have in our playbook. I'm going to assume that's one of the uh, plays where uh, the receiver was short of the first down marker. Yeah, he didn't get any yards. It was was a third down. It was in the second quarter, I think. It was a third down and four, third down and five. We called an X stop on the backside, which is five back to three. And when we're there, we're running it about seven back to five to get to the marker, and he ran a hitch. He just stood on the line and turned around. And, um, you know, so, like, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that going on. Um, 
there was a lot of that going on. I'm sorry, I'm getting a phone call here from one of my players that I'm trying to oh, okay. trying to chuck out of here. That's okay. You um, want to uh, get a quick message out to yeah, one I'm that's just gonna, uh, I'm just going to tell him right now that I'm going to have to call him back because I'm because uh, because it, it's media day for you, it's right? Media day. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, and we are stop number two, I believe, right? I, I'm honored that we actually made made a stop on your. We made yeah. it, we, we made the cut as you far guys as made, stops You guys go. made the cut. Um, so <laughs> no, it was it was uh, it was just kind of one of those days, you know, where we did not execute at all, plain and simple. Our effort level was not where it needed to be for four quarters. They wanted to win that game more than we wanted to win it. Um, we probably didn't do as coaches uh, as good of a job as we should have clearly uh, preparing our guys for what that game was going to be and um, creating an opportunity for um, creating more opportunities for our guys to be successful. Um, but going back and watching the cut, there are a lot of opportunities on that film, you know, and we're, you know, a block away. We're a right decision away, you know, from, from executing that. So I said it to the, to the guys in the, in the message, that we need to be excited. You know, the process is the same when we win as it is when we lose. Um, the, it, it doesn't change. You know, I think people think that it changes. It, it really doesn't. You know, we take our cut, we go in, we watch it, um, and we, we work to improve upon things that we didn't do well. The only difference in a loss is that there are a lot more things that we didn't do well, you know. So for me, it's looking at it and saying there's a lot more things that we have to improve on. One of the parents who's well-versed in Greek mythology apparently described it to me as an, as an Icarus moment. And I thought that was a really apt reference, you know. Flew. For those of us who haven't taken our Greek uh, mythology in Icarus years, was the son, yeah. Yeah. Icarus was the son of Apollo. He was uh, a half, he was a okay. demigod. He was a, or no, excuse me. He wasn't the son of Apollo. He was imprisoned on an island and they made wings with feathers of birds out of wax and he flew too close to the sun. And the uh, wax on his wings melted, and he fell into the sea and died. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was confusing him with the guy who stole Apollo's chariot. That's his son who crashes it. Perhaps it's from uh, the god uh, Icar or the Debbie god Icarus. We get uh, the term icky. Yeah, it's <laughs> possible. It's, uh... it's possible. So you know, I think that like we kind of you know we flew a little bit too close to the sun in our own minds and, and got burnt by it. You know, and I'm said it to the guys too. I said I'm really happy. I'm happy this. I'm not happy we lost, uh, but I'm happy this this happened. Because it serves as a great reminder for us that, you know, if we're not hungry, if we're not working as hard as we can always be working, all of us, coaches and players alike, if we're not locked in, if we're not focused, if we're not doing the things that we preach in terms of our, our team culture at any moment, you know, this is something that can happen. Um, and it did. So, you know, we kind of lick our wounds from it. And we're still a two-in-one football team. We still have the best record that we've had in the time here going into week four. You know, I said it to the guys, too. I said, hey, boys, you know, like they beat us, but, you know, we're still two and one. They're still one and two. You know, um, we're in we're in good shape. We're not going to sit here and burn the barn down because we had a bad day. You know, that's not that's not what people do. That's not what football programs do. That's not what athletes do. So, yeah. And, you know, as I look back, you know, obviously this game started off a lot differently than the first two weeks. Uh, I mean, well, in one, some ways it started the same. You guys got the ball first, but unlike the first two weeks, you didn't score on that opening drive. Um, you actually, uh, I felt, I think there was like a holding penalty on you guys. That yep. I think really hurt the drive. Oh, killed it. It, it. it turned it into a, like a second, like we third converted, and long. We yeah. converted on a big play. We had like a third and, I think we had like a third and six or a third and seven. Uh, we ran a, a, comeback pattern to Hubbard uh he broke two tackles he got the okay, he got yep. the yardage on the first on the catch 
and then he broke two tackles and made it like a 20-yard gain, mm. took it into their side of the field, um, and we got, we got pegged for a hold um, on the offensive line, and it was certainly a hold. Um, that, was a, that was a righteous call. I saw, I saw that one on film. Um, and so that's kind of like, to me, is a, is a great microcosm kind of for the night. It felt like we were never able to kind of get into our rhythm um, offensively, and every time that we kind of did something to get into our rhythm, something happened to take us out of it. And we need to do a better job of both establishing our rhythm and also managing the game probably a little bit better to give our team opportunities to build that rhythm. Um, those two go hand in hand. So, Woburn uh, then gets the ball back uh, after you guys punt uh, with about uh, 6.20 to go in the uh, first quarter, and they put together a 7-minute, uh, 70-yard drive, which – uh, felt like it took a lot longer than it was seven minutes of game time. Felt like it took about a half hour of real time because uh, it was an odd drive because they got penalized like three or four times on the drive, and yet they were still able to to move down the field. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Ludwig uh, scores the first of his four touchdowns. And uh, I, I have to guess he must have run for over a hundred yards, oh, although for sure. a lot of them came in kind of small chunks, uh, especially near the goal line when it was like you know it was always kind of first and goal inside the five, and and he was just kind of uh, walking some of those in but yeah. uh, but even that like I said that whole drive it, it felt like you know you they kept getting they, they were making their own mistakes backing themselves up and uh, you know defensively yeah you know, we didn't a, we just didn't capitalize on those mistakes either and it also was you know every time they made a mistake it seemed like we would make a mistake to give them that mistake back you know so even on that first drive we had them like third and 12 or something like that they threw a bomb down the sideline um, low percentage pass went out of bounds the wind was kicking that night and uh oh that was the pass interference and they, they called they called they called our our outside linebacker on a defensive holding on the route underneath it that was, makes more sense because it, it wasn't wasn't, catchable, it wasn't right? on the it yeah. wasn't on the intended route it was on it was on a route that was breaking off to the to, towards our sideline at about five to ten yards um and again i've seen it on film you know it was a defensive hold you know it's clear you can see that jersey pop and and again this is you know not a not a moment of of Woburn beating us. You know that that's a moment of us beating ourselves. You know that's third and twelve. That ball's out of bounds. It's fourth and twelve. They're inside their own thirty. They punt. We get decent field position. You know who knows? Maybe it's a different game. Maybe not. And so that was kind of the 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 pattern. Um, and defensively, you know that was that was I'm livid. You know I'm livid at myself. Um, and I'm livid at, at, at the at the defensive unit. Um, that was not the defense that we've played over the first two weeks. Uh, we had a bunch of, of misalignments. Um, we were late to our formational set and our adjustment. Uh, we were upfield on the defensive line. We were loopy in our blitz paths. We had a ton of opportunities to make tackles in the backfield ourselves. We missed a ton of tackles, um, especially in the second and third quarter. You know, And you can't play defense like that. You know, that's the bottom line. You have to do the things that you're taught to do. You have to bring your hips to the party. You have to bring your feet. You have to get wrap on ball carrier and wait for the wait for the cavalry to come. Um, you can't just, like, leave your feet and shoot your shoulders and put your head in the dirt and think that that's going to be enough to make a tackle. And, and, you know, our guys know that. And we had a really hard time covering running backs out of the backfield. There are two big plays in the first half where running back releases on play action pass out of the backfield. And we work on that. Um, but we just weren't able to. We weren't able to get hip to hip with those guys. 
And you mentioned there were times that the defense wasn't set, but I think there were also times Woburn was trying to kind of quick count on you. They were like going to quick snaps because that that also is what kind of I mean I'll admit there, there there was bad play abound all over the place. It was a sloppy I, I game. Mean, I was I, I mean, mean it was the you know the officials myself uh, behind the mic. I certainly was struggling my you know too. And but just watching the uh, you know right I mean they would like snap plays like I was expecting to wait another five seconds and then they'd run the play. But I I mean so that's got to throw a defense off a little bit too with, with some of the quick snaps yeah or what, no you know, i mean uh, we play a lot of hurry up teams you know we 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 look at that we practice that we're it's not something that we're unaccustomed to milton ran a lot of hurry up um woburn didn't run any sets at us that we hadn't practiced um their unbalanced set our adjustment to their unbalanced set was mysteriously backwards right it was getting in the first half was getting called backwards we were shifting away excuse me from the unbalanced um that's not what we practiced um, so there was just kind of a lot of that going on. Um, I don't think that there was, you know, we're not offensive run. Offense is running a hurry up or a quick snap is not something that we're unaccustomed to. So nope. I don't attribute, I don't attribute our formational issues or anything like that to, to anything like that. Um, clearly I did not do a good enough job, um, ensuring that my guys were comfortable in their formational adjustments and their alignments. You know, that's the only thing that I can say about that. Um, so I have to look at it and say, well, where did I go wrong? Because if my guys aren't lining up right, whose fault is that? You know, I can sit here and say it's their fault. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's mine. You know, I mean, the buck stops here in every way, shape or form. So uh, that's something that's not going to happen again. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you know, we got to line up and get ready to play football. And, and I have every every faith in the world that you're going to see that first two-week Belmont defense with a little bit of ferocity and a little bit of vigor uh, back on the field next week against Reading. Yet, uh, despite everything that, uh, you know, had, had gone wrong through that first half and you know, that long first half, it was seemed interminable, uh, particularly the, the sequence late in the half with uh, the officials seeming uh, to be a little confused where to uh, spot the ball. And I know there was uh, some long conversations taking place with uh, uh, the uh, Woburn coach yeah, Belcher Jack. and yeah, Jack uh, talking <laughs> not to with the me. referee. No, no, not, not with you. But uh, yeah, there seemed to be some confusion when they were trying to line up to punt and it took like five minutes before they, they actually did end up punting. But you guys are only down seven, nothing at the half. And, you know, as I looked at it at halftime, I'm looking back at uh, your previous matchups against Woburn and I I looked to the game two years ago that you played up at their field and you lost that one 10-7 and it felt to me like this was playing out to be like that game but instead the third quarter began and it ended up playing like the game at Harris Field last year where they ended up with the big lead uh, after three quarters they, they basically had a big third quarter to put the game away so uh, what was the I guess what was the mindset uh, thinking at halftime and then what what happened uh, through the third quarter? I mean halftime going in we're, we're we weren't worried you know um we weren't worried we were ready to make a couple of good halftime adjustments we made went over kind of some of our block mock-up on some of our power run i really want and you know in hindsight that's kind of the thing i'm kicking myself most about is we probably should have opened it up and run our spread game a little bit more but we really wanted to bang inside on these guys and and establish the power run and that's kind of what their strength is defensively um we should have done what Andover and Burlington did and just stretched them out and th thrown all over the field because that's where other teams had had success. But, you know, one of our big offensive identities is kind of we want to punch you in the mouth with the run game. And um, so we made some adjustments in those block scheme and we weren't really concerned. We talked a little bit about some of the defensive breakdowns that we had covering running backs out of the backfield, 
made sure that we were good on a couple of our zone coverage packages because we felt we might have to go to that in order to prevent that from happening again uh, with all the play action, went over the formational issues that we had. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> went over the formational issues that we had alignment-wise defensively um, and really tried to come out and say we're going to come out loose and we're going to come out controlling ourselves and let's just go out here and have fun and play 22 minutes of football. We've come from behind and won the last two weeks. Let's do it again. Um, and then we didn't, you know, um, not, there's no, it's not rocket surgery. You know, we just came out and we, we didn't execute. Uh, we gave them short field on two special teams turnovers. I mean, 14 points yeah. for four, two of their four touchdowns were a result of getting the ball inside of the 25 yard line, uh, because our long snapper punter exchange, yeah, what was happening? Two fumbles. Yeah, what? What? I mean, because the special teams had played so well the first two weeks. Yeah, uh, uh, but, uh, the first one, the punter dropped it, hit him in the hands, and he dropped it. And the second one was a little high, um, and it went over his head. You know, yeah. and and those guys have to take it upon themselves. You know, we have a policy. <laughs> we have a policy every every uh, every week. I say, hey, every day, I want anybody who's involved in football transitions, right? Like centers and long snappers mostly um punters everybody needs to get 25 snaps you know everybody needs to get 25 snaps and uh i looked at those guys i go did you get your 25 long snaps this week every day no coach okay mm. well that that would be a that would be a reason yeah you sure. know i mean it's, so. it's again it's it's not rocket science right it's not as we say it's not rocket surgery you know uh you got to do the job in order to get the result period end of story that goes for coaches that goes for players and uh, we did not do the job to get the result this week, coaches or players. And that's not a knock on my guys. It's not a knock on my staff. We have been all season, and we remain today a self-accountability-rooted program. So the first people that we're going to look at, I mean, we, we sat in the house until 1145 as a coaching staff looking in the mirror for that game, even before we'd seen the film and saying, like, what did we do as a coaching staff to contribute to that loss? And uh, we got a bunch of good stuff out of it. We are able to get better as a coaching staff because of that. And our kids are going to do the same thing as football players. There's a bunch of data that lives in this, that lives in this cut, that lives in this film set. And uh, we're going to use it. I told them today, I, uh, going, into, going into film, I, you know, I said, we're going to watch every single cut. Every single – we don't always do that, right? We don't always watch every single – we're watching every single play of this football game because it is a case study of what happens when guys take their individual responsibilities loosely and what happens when one guy takes their individual responsibility loosely, what happens to the entirety of the team. Um, and that's an awesome learning moment. And I told the guys that I'm fired up for it. I'm fired up to learn from this. I'm fired up to get into this film. I'm fired up that we had this Icarus moment. We got a team that we know who can beat absolutely anybody. We didn't do it that night, and that's a tough one to let go because that was a league game that we certainly could have won. We can beat that football team line up and let's play again kind of a thing. We don't get to do that. All we can do is is move on into next week. And I'm fired up, man, because this was an awesome learning experience for our guys um, and for our coaches. And we're gonna make we're gonna make the most out of that opportunity. Better believe it. Well, you, you, it seems like you can make a legitimate excuse that sometimes uh, it, it may be easier to to coach after a loss like this because, like you say, there's more kind of learning moments. I mean, would you make that case? No, or? I would say that we have more practice doing that. You know, I think a lot of the times people kind of um, underestimate how hard it is to to make cultural adjustments. You know, 
uh, losing is a virus. You know, it's it's a virus, and it's a it's it's a virus that you learn to live with. You know, it's like Lyme disease. You you find ways to treat it, which is not a virus, but you, you find a way to treat it. You find a way to manage it. You find a way to live with it. And you know, that has been one of our biggest kind of program cultural issues over the time that I've been here, and I think dating back before that is this is this notion of well we lost but we tried and we're going to learn from it et cetera, et cetera. winning has to be learned also i mean this is the first time that my football team has gone into week three two and oh it's the first time that they've been on the bubble of the top 25 going into that week it's the first time that that anybody's talking about them going into week three you know that creates an entirely new set of challenges for these guys in terms of emotional control Right. In terms of of cultural attitude and approach. So, you know, we're learning. Sounds crazy. I know. But anybody who's who's been around football knows, like, you got to learn how to win, not just like how to handle yourself when you win. Like you have to learn how to stay rooted in who you are when you win football games, because that's what wins football games. And so for me, I wouldn't say it's easier. There's definitely more to learn from. But what I would say is we have this opportunity to address that very viscerally, right, with this loss. We have this opportunity to say, guys, like this is what happens when we get away from the things that brought us to victory in the first two weeks. And we need to resolve as a family that, that that's not going to happen, right, going, going, into week, going into week four uh, or beyond. And it's not. I'm not like – I'm not quaking in my boots here, man. I'm not. I'm the the tweet is glad the, to hear that. The tweet the tweet <laughs> is what I feel. Okay, you know, yeah. um, it's not it's not just it's not niceties. You know, uh, I'm not burning my house down because we we had a bad day. We had a bad two hours, man. We had a bad two and a half hours. We've had a, he- a heck a heck of a lot. <laughs> I almost said the H-E double hockey sticks oh. there. I was going to say, we'll leave the house burning to David Byrne. Right? We, <laughs> we, we've had a heck of a lot more good days in this, in this football season than we've had bad days. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to allow for my team or my staff one bad day to, to turn the entire tide of who we are as a, as a season in the same manner that we weren't going to allow one or two big wins to take us away from our identity and who we are. So I'm glad this happened. Let's go. Right. Well, you know, on, uh, before we go to week four, then let's uh, talk about your your look sound upbeat now. We'll talk about the uh, one good moment uh, that came from uh, Friday's game. Uh, you know, your first 45 games as a head coach for Belmont, no defensive touchdowns uh, two weeks in a row now. <laughs> uh, two, <laughs> two for two. Uh, yeah. Justin Roach uh, uh, picking up the, uh, I think that was uh, David Tran who fumbled. They had just brought him into the game yep. as, as uh, Ludwig's backup. He fumbles. I noticed the very next play he was out of the game yeah. uh, next time they had the ball. <laughs> But, uh, you know, talk about that. Was that just a play where I, I – I, it was on the far side of the field, so I had a hard time seeing uh, it. Yeah. Did it just kind of bounce into Justin's hands? No, he, Justin they're... took it out of his hands. He, oh, okay. He, he turned the edge, and Justin went up to tackle him, and in the context of the tackle, he just ripped the ball, and he took up down the sideline, you know, about 70 yards or so for a, yeah. for a touchdown. Um, you know, it was good. It was a good moment. It was nice not to get goosed. Um, we probably deserved to get goosed based on how we, how we played. Um, so it was nice, you know, to put some points up on the board late in that game and make it look a little bit more respectable. Um, happy for Justin. It's his first touchdown of the season. Um, I'm sure he wishes it was under different circumstances. Uh, he's a really competitive kid. He's a great athlete. 
three-sport athlete, great hockey player, great football player. Um, done a lot of really good things for us over the course of this year so uh, so far. And, and, and I was really happy for him to get that opportunity and happy for us to get a little bit of mojo and got to line up and rep our onsides. Um, you know, just to we haven't had a call to do that in a game situation. So even though we didn't recover it, it's always good to get that that game rep, you know, and, and trot that unit out there and, and, and see what they do in a game situation because, you know, practice is practice. It's hard to replicate that. Um, if I remember on that onside kick, uh, it, I don't. I think they fell on it before it even went the ten yards. Right? Yeah, they. I, mean, uh, I think it tra- took you. I'd out have of to look at it. It, it, it traveled. Close, I think right? it traveled ten. It was Did pretty it? close. Okay. It just you know onside kicks are funny, man. It just didn't take that second. You know, yeah. that big hop kind of stayed down on the ground a little bit. So uh, you know, something we get more of an opportunity to work a little bit on over the course of this week. We got a bunch of things on our list that you know we want to work on this week and. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was happy for I was happy for Justin. Uh, I'm excited for him to to do more for us defensively and offensively and find the end zone again. He's going to be a big part of our success going forward. Sure, yeah. I mean, I obviously you want to, you prefer him to see see him scoring offensive touchdowns, sure or uh, and uh, those will come, I'm sure. All right, well, let's look ahead now. Uh, week four, Reading. Uh, here's uh, kind of much like Woburn. This is a team that's uh, giving you a, a hard time at times, a, a rough time. Um, so it's just, uh, some early thoughts, uh, about, uh, uh, again, another road game too. Uh, yeah. Third in a row. Um, mm-hmm. you know, coach Fiore is a great coach, man. That program is, you know, they're a machine. Um, they got a ton of kids, you know, you drive by Reading practice. It's like a football army, you know, they've got, yeah, they've been like that for years. For years, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, a little bit of a different cultural identity with relationship to football, um, than we're, than we have, which is not to say that we don't have a great group of kids are a great group of parents and all that we do you know they just have more um <clears throat> but i think one of the big things for us is kind of getting back to our identity of i'm not really worried about them not in the sense that like they're not a good football team i'm not worried about them you know we need to break them down we need to know what we need to do in order to be successful but i think one of the lessons that i took out of last week is is I wouldn't say that we overlooked our opponent, but we were a little bit more like concerned with their 0-2 record, right? We, we yeah. saw them and said, oh, yeah. And in the first two weeks, our attitude was more the only thing that we can control is us, so let's focus on us. Let's not worry about Milton. Let's not worry about their 4-3 speed. Let's not worry about Framingham and how they beat us last year, right? Let's look at their formations as, as pegs of you know moving entities that we have to react to that we mm-hmm. have to block, but let's not think about this broader context. And then I think all of a sudden going into the league, you know, our guys are like, oh, man, our first league game is against the team that's 0-2, and we started thinking about them a little bit. Um, so now looking at Reading, which is a great and well-coached and disciplined football team, you know, our approach needs to go back to this. We're looking at ourselves. We can control us. We can't control them, you know, and we need to have a better handle on ourselves um, to go out there and, and win this football game, um, which is absolutely, again, we can beat anybody. I mean, we can beat anybody. This team, when it's clicking and when it's executing and when it's working, when that defense is flying around the field, this is a team who can who can do some damage. So um, definitely a, a, a program that we respect, an opponent that we respect. We know we got a, our work cut out for us, uh, not backing away from the challenge of doing that at all. I'm really excited to get the opportunity to take my team over to Reading and, and compete against Coach Fiore. We had a great game at Harris Field last year. Uh, they won by six, you know. So I'm excited to 
hopefully take the next step in our progression against that team and go out there and get a dub. Yeah, isn't uh, is, that's Jack Geiger? He's the one from Reading, I yeah. think. Or yeah, is he back? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he says happily. <laughs> Jack, that's one less guy to worry I about. I saw a lot of Jack Geiger over the years. Jack's yeah. a Jack's a great. He's a great running back. Um, he's a, I believe, playing lacrosse at, at UMass Amherst, um, if I remember correctly. Um, Jack was a great running back. That last fourth quarter drive was all Jack Geiger last year. Just chewed up the clock. We couldn't get him off the field. He ran for like two fifty in that game. Um, but you know, one of the things that I've learned, I've played a lot against, coached a lot against Reading, because uh, we we they were on our schedule when we were at when I was at Malden Catholic in the Stanley Andre days when he was their quarterback. He was awesome, um, you know. And so, you know, I've coached again against them in the Andre era. I've coached against them in the in the Drew Belcher era, right? Who's now at Maine as a tight end. Um, coached against them in the in the. Corey DiLoretto era, you know. <laughs> and so one thing that I've learned about Redding and Coach Fiore is, is there's always a guy, right? There's always a bunch of guys. There's always another guy coming up, you know, who's, who's, who's a great athlete. And, again, they're a very, very well-coached football program, very, very disciplined in what it is that they do. And um, they play with emotion. Um, but work ethic is never something that you have to, you know, think it's not something that you can look at and take advantage of. I've never seen a lazy Reading football team in 10 years of coaching against them. Not once. Never once. Um, and so, you know, that's a credit to, to John. It's his, it's his, you know, it's his program. He's, he's, a, he's had a lot of success over there. Um, it's a credit to him and, and to the culture that they've developed over there and the number of kids that they have. You know, it's, it's when there's, you know, three kids behind you in the depth chart who are all viable – Two kids, three kids behind you in the depth chart, the varsity level, who were viable to play to play your position and do your job. You got a little bit more fire underneath you to go out there and win your spot every day. Um, so I think that that plays into it too. Just a question of numbers. It's a big school, um, big town, and it's a football town, you know. And so we're trying to one day at a time work towards becoming them, right? Not necessarily in terms of their cultural attitude or football attitude or whatever but kind of to be a program of that size, to be a program of that level of discipline, um, and to be a program where guys come out and compete for their jobs every single day is super important to us. So I'm excited, man. I'm fired up. I'm, I'm leaving here, and I'm getting back into film. Um, I'll be there probably till I go to bed, um, which is getting earlier and earlier as I get okay. older and older. And um, I just can't wait to get out on the practice field tomorrow, man. I'm, I'm super excited. Well, we know it's going to be a, a tough week ahead, but uh, certainly hopefully you have a, a good week of practice. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, best of luck on uh, Friday night up there. Sounds good. All right. As we wrap up the week, just want to remind you all of our podcasts with Coach Q can be found online at belmontmedia.org slash podcast and also on soundcloud.com by searching Belmont Media. Listen at your convenience by downloading the free SoundCloud app available on both iTunes and Google Play stores. And uh, links to the weekly interviews with Coach Q are posted on both Facebook and Twitter. Just a reminder, you can become a Facebook fan by searching Time Out for Sports Talk, and our Twitter handle is at TOSTBMC. And, of course, again, if you have questions for the coach going forward, uh, go on Twitter, use the hashtag Q's for Q, Q-S-F-O-R-Q. I so, want one. I want yes, a question. He wants a question from someone other than me. <laughs> Until next week, for Coach Q, I'm Todd Bloodyar saying go Marauders, and thank you for checking out the TOST Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network.